am Paul Patrick, and I am the nightiest night owl you're going to find. I resist going to bed with every thread of my body, no matter how tired I am. Hi, I'm Van Kelly, and for the longest time, I thought the series was called Star Trek. What is happening and welcome to our show, guys. Every day I'm different, a podcast celebrating the ironies of our personalities. Now each episode, me, Van Kelly, and my co-host, Paul Patrick, will give you guys an insight into our lives through a, through a, a variety of topics and personal stories. Paul, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm just curious. Did you think it was track like T-R-A-C-K? I was young and dumb and didn't know what I think. Okay. All right. I had just never heard of the word trek. Sure. Yeah. So I did not know what a trek was. Well, I feel like, you know, we teach uh, older humans. Yes. Uh, I bet half of them don't know what a trek is, even if they've heard of Star Trek. Oh, just like the word trek? Right. Exactly. That, yeah. that, is, that is probably true. Yeah, sadly. Uh, let me tell you real fast where my nerdy mind went, since this is a nerdy episode. Okay. Well, half nerdy, actually, I oh, guess. Well, don't, sexy. Yeah, don't don't get too far ahead of yourself. I won't. Nerdy uh, sexy is where when it's you, going. When you started telling us about your fact, um, that I may or may not have known about you, I don't know. I, I would have probably guessed you were a, a, a late night person. Yeah. But when you said night owl, I thought you were going to tell me you dressed up as... Uh, uh, cosplay for the Night Owl from what's that, that? Watchmen? Watchmen, movie? yeah, Watchmen. <laughs> I thought you were like a big Night Owl character fan. Oh, okay. That played, no, that's not a secret. Played by I have. the Jason Patrick, who plays no, in the movie. Patrick, what's his name? Patrick something. He's yeah. been in a million things. Kind of every manish looking. Right. He was actually in something really recently that I saw that I liked him in too. Oh, he's in uh, Bone Tomahawk. Oh, yeah? Yeah, have you seen Bone Tomahawk? I have not. I've heard really good things. Nobody's seen it. It's a good movie. You should check it out. Well, it came out at the same time as, uh, what you call it, Hateful Eight. Oh, did it really? Basically. I feel like similar time, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, that came out too. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So, Paul, I think neither one of us has a particularly serious topic. Well, but I take I think, mine deadly seriously, sir. Uh, I, I think my topic, the one that I keep wanting to bring up and discuss with you, is probably the meteor of the two. Okay. So why don't we go with yours first? Okay, so um, mine came to mind because I was reading how today Under Armour has now forbid its employees from using their expense accounts at strip clubs. I'm going to take a real quick side tour here. Yeah. Sorry, we'll get right back to the titty club stuff here in a second. Under Armour. Yes or no, one of the greatest brand names ever. In oh, yeah. yeah. It's solid. And I'm curious, why did they good. go? Are they British? Why did they go with the No, British they're spelling? based out of Baltimore. Well, but their armor, A-R-M-O-U-R. So they, they go with the armor spelling. And uh, I've been always curious about that. Just uh, Never curious enough to actually look into it, but just curious that I should look into Do it. Do you want my ex- explanation off the top of my head? You go want me for to riff it? it? Let's hear it. What, I feel like... In modern American English, armor has taken on more of a metaphorical meaning because we don't really wear armor as prevalently as they used to, right? Okay. And so when we say armor, we don't literally mean the stuff you put on your body body to protect yourself. Uh-huh. Even actual body armor has more specific name in military now where we're talking about like Kevlar and, and stuff like that. Okay. So by spelling it the old British way, you're maybe connecting it to its medieval roots, whereas you're actually donning a piece of something to protect you. Maybe that's, you think you're saying Americans see that spelling and they think it's old fashioned. Because it's not old, but that's how the British spell it today. That's British spelling. Right. No. Yes. Anytime you talk about the King's English or how they spell it or how they pronounce things, Uh I think our mind immediately goes back to like knights and kings and castles. I see. So it's like just ye old. Ye old underarm. I gotcha. Okay. But that's just a stab in the dark. So anyway, I love that brand name. That was just a random thought. You don't hear too many good new companies in this world of monopolies, so... I, I'm a fan of Under Armour. I don't know how much about the business and their practices until today this article comes up, and it got me thinking, why? Why... Yeah, it's the first misstep that <laughs> I've heard of. That I've heard of. Why is it... 
it, most people's reaction to this news was, oh my God, they let their executives go to strip clubs and pay for it. That it seemed like this was a, a dinosaur era uh, policy that they're just now finally getting rid of. Well, here's something, Paul, that I learned uh, a couple years ago watching a little show called Mad Men. Okay. Is that in the high-powered business world, money talks. Okay. And if you are the people in charge of showing the guests a good time, uh-huh. you you bend to their level. You jump to whatever bar they set. And if the people are coming out who are wanting to do deals with Under Armour, if they want to go to titty clubs, you better damn well put that on your expense card. Yeah. When you're making money deals, that's no time to grow a conscience and be like, you know, I'm not saying break the law or anything like that. But if that's how the guys who want to spend money with your company want to party, that's what you should be spending money on. So why do you think then that they have now forbidden this? I guess you could argue some sort of PC that promotes a male-only atmosphere. Now, I'd be pissed. I would want to know... If we're lumping, like, could you go see some sweet dongs on that expense account? I'm and if they were not, any strip club, okay, right, yeah, then I don't see what the deal is. Now, if you're just talking about, well, hey, not as many women who come here and want to do business with us want to be treated to titty or dong clubs. Don, what do you call them? Bun clubs, probably Dun- male strip clubs. <laughs> That's not as fun <laughs> as titty club, though. <laughs> Uh, uh, if they, if not as many females, I'm stop you. I've never used the word titty club in my life. Really? Yeah, go oh ahead. man, I, I guess um, I use it ironically, but I love it. Sure, I love. Saying I'm titty sure club. plenty of people use it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I even say strip club very much. Oh, anymore. okay. It's always titty club. All right. Uh, but I don't think as many females want to go to dong palaces. So no, that just that's just a fundamental difference between men and women. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just uh, well, I, I'm uh, not a fan of. Are you a fan of it? Of strip of, clubs? No. Of you mean titty clubs? Right. Exactly. Of, uh, titty of, clubs, of yes. them getting the expense account away. I'm not sure, and that's kind of why I brought this up. I wanted to explore what my feelings about this were. That uh, so I, I asked an expert witness. I interviewed uh, a friend of mine. I have a friend who's a former dancer. Okay. And I asked her what she thought about it. And her first response was, "Well, that's bullshit." I bet they still can expense booze. They can go to clubs uh, or bars and buy their clients booze all they want. So what's the difference, morally speaking, you know, morality-wise, between uh, a strip club and a bar? You know, going to pay to see you know titties or see. I can't even say it without feeling like titties. <laughs> um, so I don't. Well, now to be fair, they are only called titties when you're in a titty. Club. Sure. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I thought she had a good point that, well, no, wait a second, if we're moralizing here, because yes, I think that they were uh, trying to comply with what they considered PC. Maybe they'd had some complaints. Well, now, so I wondered, on. you're talking about, well, to me, morality and PC is different. Morality comes from a God place, a we're a Christian country, we should not be doing business deals in, in titty clubs because they're uh, amoral. I see is more of a we're excluding women because women uh, statistically do not like to spend as much time yeah. in a female only titty club with heterosexual men who are I would think that both of those were at work that okay. maybe there were morality police there saying you know who's going to think about the children um, and at the same time Yes, there are absolutely what we would consider PC groups out there who would be against strip clubs. Now, of course, I think previously I have supported sex workers very, very highly. I'm very, very sex worker positive. I love like strip financially club. supported. Well, that you, too. Okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you put I've, many through college. I've purchased some of their artwork. That's oh, all. We're yeah. calling boob jobs artwork. Uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you seen what God can do? <laughs> Um, so now, we do know you are big on the uh, uh, medical advancement front. Oh, yes. So, bigger, nicer titties, the better. Um, you know, let me so sidetrack into yeah. breast implants. So, yeah. uh, this is episode, you know, 17B. Right, yeah. Um, double B. <laughs> yeah, a double B would be fine. Oh, that's my go-to. I, I've never seen a pair of boobs that I've thought, yes, she absolutely needs implants. 
Um, sure. Yeah, no, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, um, I will support anybody who wants them for themselves. Not inversely. I've seen many tit jobs where I'm like, you should not have gotten Oh, absolutely. Those. Sure, yeah. absolutely. But if it makes them feel better in whatever way, gives them more confidence, yeah. for whatever reason they get their uh, implants, then more power to them. Mm-hmm. I would never... Have you ever known anybody who asked their girlfriend to get implants? Never. I just had a female friend of mine tell me about a friend of hers who her ex-boyfriend forced her to, or, you know, pressured her into getting implants yeah. and she was now getting them out because they broke up. Huh. And, but I was like, oh my God, I like, I, I'm not sure. I've never heard of somebody. I mean, I've heard of it, but I've never known somebody to pressure their partner into getting implants. Like, dude, just fucking chill out, you know? I got to tell you, if you're that type of person, you better be willing to fit the bill. Could you imagine making or asking somebody to... Get that and pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that up. generally the uh, the deal is they offer to pay for it. You know, okay. if they force you into it. Interesting. But it happened in Back to the Future too in the the evil oh, timeline. Biff, that's yeah, right. That's Biff forced right. Lorraine. You know, she hated them. Yes. Yeah, oh, did. how much her back hurt. <laughs> so anyway. So strip <laughs> clubs. Yeah. Um. So I asked my stripper friend uh-huh. about. The, the morality, the PC, um, right. is there a, a possibility? And I'm actually on this on the side of this that if going to a strip club is going to foster a sexist environment mm-hmm. and lead to sexual harassment in the workplace, yeah. then, you know, all right, Under Armour is right. Um, and her response is that strip clubs are naturally going to engender a sexist atmosphere. And that made me stop and realize how much I want to start my own sex-positive uh, strip club slash alternative bookstore slash coffee shop. I think it would be amazing. But I also wondered, I could don't you hate start it. a really truly sex feminist women positive strip See, club? See, that's what I was going to say. I don't think it can because uh, when the titties come out, sleaze follows. Yeah. And unless you start getting into that very shaky, gray, un-American zone of, oh, you are not allowed to wear Timberland boots untied in our strip club. And, oh, you need to have a shirt tucked in and it can't have a basketball player's name. You're getting into excluding people purely because you are imagining them being sleazy. Well, but I think there'd have to be some kind of way to monitor behavior. And yeah, they all try to do that, though. Yeah. Well, but do, are they monitoring behavior to 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 watch out for the women, and also to like reshape the men's thoughts about what a strip club is? It's probably impossible see, to do. I but I am put in mind of. They, did you ever see that old movie Sin City? Oh yeah, I love Sin City. So you know, in that movie, the prostitutes like run their part of town, right? Yeah, and like that, they're there. They are the law there, right? Now, obviously, that's you know not something. That's, I'm not saying I support Sin City yes. on many levels, right? 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 But uh, I, I wonder is is there some way to create a truly sex positive? I feel like they women exist. forward. The problem is. The amount of money and upkeep and quality atmosphere that yeah. exists there, you're talking about you're probably like your bordellos and places that like me and you can't get into. A place you need to be like recommended to go. I you see. know? Well, so not 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 so much like an eyes wide shut type place. <laughs> but you remember that Simpsons where like Bart works. Sure, the, door. the bordello. The yeah. bordello, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you mean the brothel? No, the yeah. bordello. Right, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly. The, yeah. I, I feel like those sort of places exist, but yeah. they're just not financially viable. Well, see, that put me in mind of the craze of the last decade, at least, burlesque shows. Yeah, that, I've known a lot of people who go to them. And, and generally, the audience is the kind of audience I'd love to see at my sex-positive uh, feminist strip club. Right. So what's the line, and how can we how can we turn a strip club into the burlesque-going experience? Well, because burlesque is about the performance. Yeah. And the character and yeah. and the performer. Yeah. And it's not about sex and fluids. Like huh. th- th- I think it's about sexuality. It's about sexuality. It's not about fluids. You're but right about that. Not fluids. Like yeah. you know, ladies, you may not want to hear this, but it is my experience, and I can only ex- I can only delve into this from what I've experienced and what my good friends have told me. But for the most part, 
if you are single or a good guy, uh, or, or, or not a good guy, sorry, if you're single or not a good guy and you go to a strip club, in the back of your mind, there's the chance of maybe I can get a good hand job out of this. Maybe I can get grind to completion. Maybe I can talk her into coming back with me afterwards. There's a griminess and a, and like a, a degenerateness. And see, that makes me so it. sad. Like, I had a fucking Facebook. I'm not right, talking about like in a negative way yet. Yes, those places can't exist. Yeah. I don't go in there. And again, I'm speaking for myself, not to say this doesn't happen, but I'm not going in there like I'm going to get grimy with the women. I'm like, yeah. this is a place of sex. It's in the back of my mind. That's sort of why I'm here. And I feel like whenever you're in that mindset, you just gravitate away from the classiness, the, you know. And I wonder how can we break that mindset? Um, I mean, yeah, the whole, yes, could I get a hand job? Can I take her home? I've never once thought that in a strip club. I've never really? once thought that the stripper liked me. You know, I, I, I completely understand that this is a business transaction. Right. Now, perhaps I can, you know, make her day more pleasant with some yeah. conversation, but that's only if I'm paying her, right. you know? Well, um, no, this isn't unfettered. I mean, I, I have gotten a hand job from a stripper before. Really? And a good, a fr- how, did would, that, how did that come about? Were you in a strip club? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember the words. I was in a strip club in a private room. Okay. And I don't remember what was said. I was very drunk. Did you uh, did you bring it up? I can't even really remember. I was okay. very drunk. But see, most of this stuff happens, Paul, at places that I am by no stretch of the imagination a model. But <laughs> me and my friends tend to frequent lesser, classy establishments. Oh, where same here. They're usually more when fun. When me and my friends walk in, it's like, oh, these guys make more money than probably the average guy who comes in here. These guys yeah. are take care of themselves. They've right. seen the inside of a gym. You know, they don't. <laughs> they are not currently swallowing and packing another lip full of of wintergreen dip. Yeah. So we are kind of you know high quality. <laughs> Treat it as the VIP. Treat it as the VIP in a lot of yeah. these places. And it was a place very much like that. And yeah. we had a, a, a stripper named Pearl. Oh man. Uh, who such you know, a good stripper name. We went and partied at this guy's house that she knew. She was house sitting his place like the following morning we went over there and drank mimosas and like hung out. So it's not I'm not just creating Did she continue fantasies. to strip? I'm, this is a uh, there was some nakedness. I wouldn't call it stripping, <laughs> but yes, these were you yeah. know these were like methy uh, mm-hmm. small town strippers. Mountain gyms. men, yes. Okay, <laughs> they were not men. That was the one thing they had. Mountaineers going for are them. always free, right? Uh, it was West Virginia. I yeah. had a guess. <laughs> I had a guess. Um, yes. Yeah, so I don't know. I there is a primal part in a lot of men, not all men, thank God. Yeah. That just comes out and yeah. I don't think it is conducive towards the environment that you want in your strip club and I sure. think it would be a great place. Yeah. Gun to my head, I would much rather visit the type of strip club you are describing. Sure. Anytime I'm in a scenario where I'm going to end up at a strip club, I'm probably yeah. going to get drunk enough. I'm going to want to go to the kind I'm imagining, <laughs> if that makes any sense. And Sober, yours sounds like a great idea. Sure. I only want to go to strip clubs when I want to release that primal. And, you know, my whole fancy, classy strip club idea, it reminds me of sex traffickers and legal prostitution, how you would think that legal prostitution might drive down sex trafficking, but apparently it doesn't. It maybe even increases it, according really? to statistics. Yeah, I, I, I you and I had that. to sit through a sex trafficking workshop not too long ago, yeah. and the whole time, Mr. Sex Positive Me was like, what about legalized prostitution? So I was spending the whole time researching statistics, and uh-huh. at least according to stats, it looks like human trafficking may either stay the same or even go up uh, where prostitution is legal. I don't see Um, how that can be. Well, apparently it's about if it's legal there, then that's where you bring them in and you you distribute them to more illegal spots. But if it's legal there, that's apparently the reasoning behind it. Uh, Like it's easier to... Camouflage yourself and there are less cops looking for it since they know it's legal. Right, right. Still don't like that. No. You would think you would, with less... I was hoping it would be the opposite, because I felt that that was a very sex-negative workshop that we were in, and I was thinking, you know, what about legalized prostitution? Well, one thing we hear at Every Damn Different always are talking about is sex positive. (laughs) We want it. People, we just don't know how to get it all the time. Yeah. We want answers. We want... 
I mean, I champ, I champion all the time. I, I'm not a relationship guy. I like to sleep with, with people I meet and do it occasionally and not start relationships. And girls all the time will bitch at me about using females and hey, you know, women can enjoy that stuff too. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. How much Sex is that positive. them using you, you know, as opposed it, to what is it what does it matter? Not even using You're just adults. enjoying life. How Consensus about sexy yeah. using anybody? Sure. Yeah. Right. Let's get the let's get the verb use out of there. Hang <laughs> I don't out. use women, I ingest them on the <laughs> advice of my neurophysiologist. And they can do the same to me. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Uh, anything else on strip clubs? Have well, ever, I mean, so have much you ever more. eaten at a strip club? Um, that's a super good question. I'm gonna say no. I don't think I have ever. I've, I, you know, no, no, I have not. First time I ever went to a uh, strip club in Portland, Oregon, showed up and my buddies were like, "Hey, you want a steak?" And they took me to a strip club. And I've heard Portland steak. strip clubs are a sight to behold. They are the cream of the crop, and yeah. they are just everywhere. Oh. I mean, you don't have to, like, I think I saw one, like, the size of a phone booth while I was there. Well, I know where I'm going on my next summer break. There you go. It, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a good place. <laughs> Nothing else? No, no whoa, whoa, intricacies whoa. of strip clubs you want to talk about? What, how do you mean? I don't know. Uh, kitschiness, the, the, the outfits, nothing. I mean, this is your topic. Oh, I mean, I could go in a million ways. I feel that this was just the morality of strip clubs. And, oh, okay. and could a sex-positive strip club exist? And uh, you know what? I bet it could exist, but we might have to rely on the profit from the, the coffee bar and the alternative bookstore to that's, keep that's us afloat. True. That's true. But, uh, but my, my stripper friend said she would be the first to work there. It sounded amazing to her. So, really? Yeah. I'm curious. I'm just playing through some things in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Is there... Is what the only thing that brings men back to strip clubs though? If you if it was like a sex positive place, you had all these amazing, strong, confident women who knew their limits and they didn't get fucked up. They were sober the entire yeah. time. Yeah. And it's just like clear from the second you walk in, the rules will be adhered. Yeah. There is zero chance for you to talk anybody into touching you or hooking up with you. Yeah. Zero chance of flirting and bringing these chicks back. This is only. Do you think men would still go there, though? Or is it that in the back of your mind, I can impress this chick enough or I can talk her into a hand job, or yeah. there's going to be some breaking of the rules, some naughtiness that shouldn't be allowed, the the what's the taboo-ness of it that brings them back? See, that's a super good question. And for me, it's not the taboo-ness that brings me back. It's so, just that- But what subconsciously, what if it is? I, I don't think it is. Okay. I mean, I, I feel I like I'm consciously saying, yes, I have tried to befriend dancers before, and I, I am friends with right, dancers. Yes. But I also don't idly wonder if I've been able to be, make friends with them because I don't have any, like, preconceived notions about I know that I'm just a mark, you know. I, I, I don't, I'm not – and maybe maybe this is arrogance. I'm not just one of the other strip club goers who right. thinks he's got a chance. You know, yeah. I've never tried that or whatever. But – uh yeah, I, and and I don't know. I, it's not what keeps me going back. I go back for the atmosphere, the fun, the sexiness, um, and you know, just the nakedness. And uh, that's why I'm there. See, and, and I, I'm not sure if we've talked about this. It's a or... fantasy. It's a, and I know that it's a fantasy. Okay. And I enjoy the fan. I wouldn't want to be there every weekend. Right. Yeah. Some weekends in my late twenties, I was there several weekends a month. Right. But uh, I just I I've never been. I can't remember if I've said it on here or not. I know there are people who feel like this out there as well. I just. Seeing and seeing and seeing doesn't do it for me. Like yeah. the atmosphere and the nakedness. Like maybe it's the generation we were. We, I was raised in where you can yeah. see naked chicks all the time. Sure, uh, internet, you know, porn stuff like that. But just yeah, just the sitting. I, I don't know. I gotta. I'm not trying to sound creepy, but like yeah, no, I get if you. there's nakedness around, I want I to see. be involved. Well, and I recognize that I am probably in the vast minority because well, I just want I to talk know. to them. I just want like I, I have these set questions I often ask a dancer. I'm always curious about uh, this is a, a weird one. My uh, first girlfriend ever had double A cup breasts, you know, tiny, tiny, flat, mm-hmm. um, mega, mega sensitive nipples, and had a theory about nipple nipple sensitivity versus breast size. Yeah. So that's my first question. I'm always asking strippers how sensitive their nipples are. Really? And they um, are always they seem to always be honest, mm-hmm. um, and they're always interested. And I always try to explain my my girlfriend's right, yeah. theory. 
Um, and uh, it's, it's a weird icebreaker, and sometimes it's led to, you know, more conversations. Where was I going with this? Um, it's more about, like, the, the curiosity. It's like a weird intellectual curiosity to be around this nudity and, and sexiest. Sexiness. Uh, see, when nudity happens, all my intellectual intel, intel, intellectuality yeah. out the window. I just enjoy. It's like a it's like a fun museum to go to and see, just yeah. enjoy no, the works think, of art. I don't think you're in the minority. I mean, I, I think I, I am because I think you're right. A lot of people go to those clubs expecting no, to, see, you know. Weren't you? Chris at, Rock had that song for a reason. There is no like sex. A, we had a happy thing. hour or poker night or something amongst a lot of our coworkers, and we yeah. were talking about. You know, oh, would you like to see her tits? And like every time, I was like, no, I wouldn't. Am I am I hooking up with this chick? No, you just see him. You're right about that. Always yeah, in the minority. I Everybody do remember. Wants to see tits all the time. Why are we seeing tits if we can't? But well, that's more of a like, would you rather see these tits or not? I think if ex coworker walked in and showed us her tits, then some of the guys would be all right. Now what? Now I want to do this. Yeah. So I think I think they'd be more men of action than you think. Okay. Interesting. So. Interesting. Well, let's do the smoothest transition in the history of uh, podcasts. Let's go right out of talking about boobs and into Star Trek. They both start with ST. They so. do. They do. Wait, do they? ST? Star? Oh, strippers. Strip. I was thinking boobs. Oh, yeah. Boobs doesn't start with ST. No. So, Star Trek. Uh, this is my category, and I only wanted to bring it up because me and you seem to differ greatly Yeah. on it, Paul. You really are... Uh, self-prescribed, a huge Trek fan, Trekian? I wouldn't say that. I um, You've met Scotty? I, I did. That was my first fact mm-hmm. here was that I've met Scotty. So y'all know that I've been to Star Trek conventions. Um, I would say I was a big fan of uh, that Next Generation show. Um, and before that, the original show. And I watched that Deep Space Nine show. Um, I don't still keep see, up with it much. Like I watch this is the, most we, of the new CBS. This show. is where we diverge. Okay. Is I have never seen any of what you're talking about. Okay, I have seen a spattering of random episodes from the original black and whites. Right now they were in color. Were they? Yeah. No, season one was black. No, they were in 1966. They were really? in color. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've the seen original it. pilot at one point was broadcast in black and white, but. <laughs> Anyway, I've seen a couple of those. Yeah, but my main my main jump is the the six original movies. Yeah, the okay. six original motion picture movies. I fucking love those movies. Yeah, they're great. They're I mean, great. on average, there's a couple that are kind of clunkers, but which ones? Number five is kind of rough to go back and watch. Is that the one where they think they're going to heaven and they yeah, meet God? they go meet. They think they're going to go meet God. That one's pretty badass though, because it's all like a cat and mouse in the Enterprise. Remember Scotty Bones and, yeah. and uh, or not Scotty uh, Bones, Kirk and Spock. Kirk and They're Spock. all trying to get away from everybody else. Have been brainwashed. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, that, it doesn't have like some, some pleasures. It's got part. some pleasures to it. And I like the conversations they have with what did it turn out to be? Some kind of alien that was like just stuck was it on an this alien? planet. It seemed to be. Yeah, it seemed to be something. Seemed to be maybe somebody who was. Just stuck there. I thought it was an alien that had like merged with a satellite or something. No, you're thinking of uh, V'ger from the first from the Star first Trek. One, right? Yeah, that was Voyager. That was one of our Voyager probes that some yeah you know alien civilization found and sent back to us. You know, upgraded. And uh, didn't Futurama make fun of that? Yes. Okay, yes. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> Futurama, oh man, Futurama's Star Trek episode is maybe my favorite Futurama episode. Really? It's a good one. Uh, one of my, when uh, fucking Bender uh, says, excuse me, if we don't care about Star Trek, can we leave? And like Chekhov goes, oh, good question. <laughs> 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 fucking still, that kills me. Oh. Uh, so, all right. I, uh, this week on one of my sick days, uh-huh. I sat down and I was like, I know we're going to record this episode. I know we're going to talk about Star Trek. Let me fucks with one of these. So they had Nemesis on. Oh, man. Oh, God. That movie. It's terrible. Was so bad. It is. It's oh, horrific. Yeah. It, the beginning, I was watching. I was like, this is a made-for-TV movie. Like, yeah. The opening wedding scene. Oh, God. That's like, so cringy and terrible. terrible. Yeah. And then they just hop into a dune buggy. and Oh, like, so terrible. Dude, Clearly, they were I, only doing that because Patrick Stewart was like, I'd like to ride a dune buggy. 
You know, that that was... I, so, let me explain how bad this movie is. And um, it had my man. I, I didn't know Tom, Tom Hardy is the yeah. main fucking bad guy. The director of the movie, apparently on his commentary, at one point, this like is the, the movie in a nutshell. He's, he's explaining a scene. He goes, and I had Patrick Stewart do this, and I had Brent Spiner, Data, I had him do this, uh-huh. and then I had... Uh, um, Worf do this. He couldn't. He didn't know the dude's name. Oh yeah. And so that's that's how shitty of a director he was. How little he cared. I mean, he couldn't remember Michael. Was Dorn's Worf name. even in the movie? I don't even think he did anything in the fucking movie. He must have been in there. Yeah. He was like drunk at the wedding. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. God damn. Data. Data as a replacement for Spock is the lowest downgrade. Of any See, you gotta go back. The, I have ever seen. The TV show originally, you know, there's a lot of... It, it lives on the chemistry of its cast, really. Because they've tried to make those shows... They made, like, Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek Enterprise, and they struggle to replicate that chemistry. They got amazing chemistry with the original cast. Yes. And then the Next Generation cast, I mean, Patrick Stewart... <sighs> Is he's, I cannot he's wait. Okay. He's got a new show coming out. They're going to do another Captain Picard show, oh and uh, I am I'm looking forward to that with interest because <sighs> the chemistry of that cast. They were you know they were a family. Wait, doesn't he die at the end of Nemesis? No, no. no Data did. Data dies. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He yeah. put himself in the body of the other one. Well, he blew himself up, but and he's then, in the body of the other one. Eh, maybe it's 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 hinted at that the, that's maybe what he did, but it, it's not. The Were same there no exactly. more seasons of television after that movie? No, see, actually, they had actually stopped the show before any of their movies. So what, really? Yeah, they only had seven seasons of the show, and then that Generations movie with William Shatner. Right, I remember and that. Then the, and somebody else, Bones or somebody else, was in that. Was uh, Scotty and Scotty. Chekhov okay. at the beginning, yeah. And then they did the Borg movie. And the the first movie. contact. Oh, that's one where they go back in time. I that was that was a pretty decent little movie. Really? And then yeah, yeah. Really? I mean, <laughs> yes. Okay. I still like parts okay. of it. Okay. The its last two movies now, were not good. Uh, it was called Insurrection. Maybe um, I saw that one. It, they're on some planet where like you get de-aged the longer you're there, and there's somebody evil in the Federation who's trying to use. The, it's it's not great. It's what I could say is it would have made a decent episode of the show, but you try to make that into a movie, and yeah. it's kind of disappointing. Right, right, right. So, and then the Nemesis movie was just terrible it was in awful. a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I was very upset. This is what you were trying to push on me. But um, here's the thing: this is what this is what made the Star Trek original six movies so great. Okay. And something that you don't realize, or I didn't realize until later in life. Because I watched them and I was like, oh, these are six separate movies, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure all six of those movies are based around like an ongoing storyline. Um, two, three, and four, definitely. The others, no, not you know, one, not one. Yeah, not right. so much. But two, three, and four, because you're right, Spock two, dies three, at the four. end of two. And then three is picking up the Genesis planet right away, and then at the end of three, they're exiles on Vulcan, and uh, but they save the universe in four, so they get and to then, come back. But then five so. has something tangently to do. Eh, with I mean, they well, reference right? stuff, you know, but and then I thought six brought it all back together with like the Klingon peace or something like that. Well, I mean, that's bringing back threads from the original show, is but it? they and the fact that like you know he'd killed those uh, Klingons in three, right? So yeah. that that comes back. To haunt him in six. Yeah, I just so. felt like there was a continuity, and then yeah, the, oh, the absolutely. new ones apparently don't have that at they all. They needed it. They you you right. are absolutely right. The fact that they didn't ha- like honestly, the new ones almost make no sense. They blow up the Enterprise in Generations, okay, and then like the next by the next movie, they're all back together again on this new ship that's a new Enterprise. It's like it's Enterprise like, D or something. Yeah, why wouldn't they have all like gone off and done other jobs? And and like Worf was on the Star Trek Deep Space Nine show, so they always found some dumb reason to shoehorn him back into the movie. So yeah, they could have done a lot better job making those a little more serial-like. Yeah. I think that wasn't a big... I mean, the fact that 2, 3, and 4 were pretty closely connected, I'd say that was pretty radical for filmmaking back then. It was then. pretty badass, though. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, they're all just kind of... It's like one long movie, almost. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the fact they're all wearing the same clothes, basically, through all 3 and 4. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's oh, kind of cool. I love that. And, man, Star Trek Two: The Con, that is... That's a terrific little movie. I feel like that's a movie that uh, non-Star Trek fans can watch and be like... I, uh, I'm going to have to go with Kramer on this one. Yeah? I know Jerry and George will tell you it's the better movie, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> Search for Spock, I think, is a better film. Man, that is a bold, bold statement because that one... And Six is my favorite. Undiscovered Country is, I think, the best one at all. I, I might almost agree with you. Yeah. There's a, I've got a soft spot for number two, it's but got, Six is really, really six, good. Six, it does, it does three things well. Six relies heavily on the best... Uh, the best relationships of the entire yeah. uh, franchise. Yes. Which is Scotty, Spock, and Bones. I right. mean, uh, Kirk. Kirk, Spock, Spock and, and Bones. Yeah. yeah. Just three completely different guys, yeah. three Budros hanging out in space. They get trapped together. But then it also utilizes, you know, once they get off of that mining colony and, yeah. and even beforehand, just so isolated, the whole crew is there together. Nobody's yes. kind of off on their own thing. That's until true. They separate the three. That's true. And uh, just great villains. The the villain in that was played by uh, um, Christopher Dom. Plummer. It, it's Chris Plummer. It's Chris Boyd. No, it's Christopher he's Plummer. three. He's yeah, three. he's three. Yeah. So yeah, Christopher Plummer. Great. But I mean, I don't know the scene, scenery chewing goodness of uh, um, Ricardo Montalban in number two. And here's shirtless. The, yeah. Do you, you? I mean, the weirdest thing you never realize unless someone points that out. I feel. Kirk and Khan are never together in that movie. Yeah, never. They are, and that's the craziest thing. They, they only they, ever they talk to each other on the screen. On the screen, yeah. and so the the fact that they are such great nemeses for each yeah. other. I mean, and then the whole you know, there's all that Moby and Dick then, goodness, oh, right. and, and then you know. six also uh, six hit a point where technology made it feel yeah nicer and newer I get you five I, I, didn't have that four didn't have that I get you the newer ones kind of skimped on it they had the availability but like I actually have gone and seen two on a big screen on like a revival and uh, yeah. when you see it on a big screen you kind of realize it's really cramped that they are you know, they're basically in like two locations the whole oh, time yeah. they're either on the bridge or they're uh, on or the Genesis planet or SETI yeah. Alpha 5 right yeah. right yeah and like the bridge for the two ships is actually the exact same set, so it I just feel, you it. feel like you're in the same place the whole time. Yeah, but it's because they had a tiny budget for that movie. Right. That, yeah. for, the first movie kind of tanked. Yeah, so they don't have, hate the first movie though. It's, it's just slow. Yeah, it's got it's got some good things Once to recommend. Once the creepiness it. of VJ shows up, yeah, it, it really takes off though. But that yeah. first hour, man, I have so many opinions. I had no, I haven't thought about some of these movies in years. Come on, you knew you knew we were going to. We bring up Star Trek like every episode, and I'm saying it's just I don't talk about it much right. so. so now let me ask you why do you think oh no before we get into that let's uh let's talk about the newest ones oh the abrams movies abrams movies okay yeah um just a general fan or not a fan i like them okay. i a lot of a lot too. of people say oh it's not what star trek's supposed to be i like be. them a lot actually yeah i mean the actors i think have recaptured the chemistry of the original you know, Chris you. Pine. I'm a big Chris Pine fan. Me too. And uh, what's his name? Keto. Uh, Zachary Keto. I like him okay, but Bones uh, from Lord of the Rings. Oh, from, uh, fuck yeah. From the recent uh, Thor movie. Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. He is terrific. He, and is, he is an Australian treasure. He yeah. He really is. Like uh, yeah. Dread. Yeah. I fucking love him. Terrific. Dread. I mean, he was in the last Thor movie, Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, he's in a. Oh, is he was the, the only one he's in? I yeah, because he was, he was the, the bald, like, yeah, executioner scorch. guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like him in that. I like him in the other one you said, too. Uh, Lord, Lord of, of the, the Rings. Rings. Yeah. yeah. He's good in that. Yeah. Like, I think it'll be a big blow. Apparently, uh, contracts have fallen through. They were supposed to make another movie. I thought they were. With no. Chris Pine and then fucking Chris Hemsworth was going to come back as his dad. Because that's, oh, that's right. his dad yeah, from the first yeah, yeah, yeah. movie. And it was going to be like a time travel thing. But apparently the contract... Last I heard, it's not being made. Which is a huge shame. Yeah, so. I like the third one. I thought the third one was... Yeah, like, everybody I, was down on that third one. I like the but, second one. Uh, I liked all three of them. I didn't, I didn't really... I thought the first one was probably the best one. But at the same time... Really? I liked them all. Yeah. First yeah, I kind of... The best one. In terms first of getting that like the together, most Star Trek. And maybe that's why I like it And two the most. and three felt a little bit more like a Star Wars offshoot, like yeah. a solo-type movie. Like, I didn't care much about shoehorning Khan back in and two. I thought that was dumb. I thought it was dumb that they tried to keep him a secret. Right, because everybody knows, you yeah. know, whatever. But I know I love the idea of bringing Khan back. 
I I don't know. I just didn't like the way they handled it. I guess. Yeah, I, didn't I don't like know. The way I didn't they buy Benedict Cumberbatch being the same character as Ricardo Montalban. Really? I don't know. Yeah, oh, dude, I will never. I will watch Benedict Cumberbatch. I, all I the love time. the guy. I'm just saying yeah. it's not the same guy. You're saying when you've got but Chris it's not Pine, to be. it's not the same universe. It's not the same. It's just the, the character name Khan. No, it's the same guy. It's the same guy. It's just in this universe they. Uh, found him and thawed him out sooner than Kirk and company did on the original show. Because you never saw the original show. How it worked was the Enterprise ran across Khan's ship out there in space. Right. Uh, and, and they had were dust all up humans. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they were, they were humans from Gen- the... Genetically Yeah, modified. genetically modified humans from the late 20th century. Yeah. So this was... The, that's the same dude. To, uh, it's the same Khan. No. It is the same. Yeah, no. it totally is. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no. Khan Nudian Singh, that's uh, that's the dude. In the Star Trek universe, he's like uh, he's he's spoken of in the same breath as Hitler. So this it's the same name, same dude. Right, but I mean it's not like Khan in the originals right. was from like India or someplace. Well, I think technically they were from like Persia Australia or, or something. Botany Bay, I think is Australia. And that's their ship was called the Botany Bay. Bay. And yes, Ricardo Montalban, you know, was, you know, his ethnicity, but not everybody in his crew was. I mean, they were genetically kind of modified. So I I don't know. I'm sure they had some explanation for how Benedict Cumberbatch could be the same dude. But I'm telling you, he's supposed to be the same dude. Well, I know he's supposed to be the character of Khan, but he's not supposed to be the Indian version of Khan. Well, so, all right, so let's be super nerdy. If this is the second, you know, offspring or offshoot, the timeline got uh, diverged with um, the Kelvin being destroyed. So Khan back in 1990 or whatever, he wouldn't be any different. He'd be the exact – the timeline diverged after he was around. I forgot that this – I forgot in the first one that they do connect it. It is all part of the same Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, okay. So, yeah, I guess it would have to be. Yeah, so he is in a, you know, we're in a new universe at this point, but he so is So why did still they the, not cast a Middle Eastern? I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, Ricardo Montalban, he's like Cuban or something, wasn't he? I okay, mean, well, yeah, what, Paul, I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to coothly say don't cast a white guy. Yeah, I'm saying. Cast a minority. That is my entire question. You know, why, why did they cast, as I look up Ricardo Montalban's ethnicity, um, he was Mexican. He was a Mexican okay. actor. So yeah, I don't. I don't know why they cast Benedict Cumberbatch. I, I couldn't tell you. And then they tried to keep it a secret, and that was dumb. Yeah. But this is just all to say, I like that movie. I think it did actually some really interesting things. So but, then, uh, so then, wait. Are you telling me then, in the new timeline with Urban and yeah. Chris Pine and them, yeah. they will never run into Khan at SETI Alpha Five because right. they've already taken care of. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because in the original series, that's where they left them at the end of the episode was SETI Alpha 5. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Interesting. Botany Bay, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's I weird how. Kind of watched these movies, movies a few times. So many times. <laughs> you get to check yeah. off Botany Bay. Do you, Botany Bay, oh no. Do you no. remember the name of the, the, the mining colony in 6? Uh, Rurupenthe. Oh my god. <laughs> Paul, you are killing me. I got a Star Trek boner right now. Wow, good stuff. All right, so then let's get to the uh, the important questions. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hey, uh, Star Trek versus Star Wars. Why do you think you gravitated? What about you made you a Star Trek guy? See, I don't think I do gravitate towards one or the other. I've always thought that like rivalry was kind of weird because yeah, they're not too. similar. That's what I like, was going to say. Is yeah, is, people like talk about them the same, but I think it's people who are not in the know. Just because or, they're sci-fi. Yeah, like, exactly. That's and that's the thing. Star Wars is fantasy, really. It's not sci-fi. You yeah, know, you I got would the say force it's a and you've got journey. yeah, but I mean, it's like it's it's you know you've got. Uh, the force and it's more magic. It's not. It's not science. It's not science fiction. Star Trek is, yeah. There's like technology that is impossible, but at the same time, they're at least trying to make it sciency. And so. it's. I mean, they're just like anthropologists. Yeah, yeah. They're just nerdy anthropologists like flying through space. Probably why I love Next Generation because it's Picard. You know, as a that's all he wanted to be was an archaeologist. Just oh really? It. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, like his. Wow, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk bad about Patrick Stewart now. <laughs> and Lamar Burton, what is he up to in those? 
He's the engineer. Oh, is he? He's the exactly. Scotty? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. He started off as the helmsman. They thought that was funny. A blind pilot. Oh, okay. So, Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Because, right, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, why do you think, then, Star Wars, in the whole monetary field, has won out? What, what makes Star Wars more appealing? I think that because of the hero journey, because of the the more, um, what's the word for it? I think there's there, the, it 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 plugged into the zeitgeist um, of what people were looking for at the time. It's a I really mean, the Star War, the Star Trek movie came about because of the success of the Star Wars movie. Like they were actually going to make a new TV show, but when Star Wars was such a huge success, they scrapped the show and turned it into the first movie. Which is why that first movie is kind of slow and kind of right. like, it was supposed to be like the pilot of a TV show. They just gave it a crazy huge budget to try and become the new Star Wars. So yeah. it's more like movie executives thinking they know better about you know. Or even knowing what something is, not understanding these are two totally different properties. Right. And Star Wars plugged into people's like this is just a story of right and wrong, good and right. Evil. That's what I was going to say. There's and that's, a, that's there's all it is. Evil out there. Yeah. And that evil must be destroyed. Right. Star Trek is a lot more complex. Is much more complex and yeah. trying because it's like our world. Mm-hmm. It's there are people out there who are different than us. We need to fucking get along with. Yeah. Them. And that's, not destroy them. That's the thing about Star Trek. It can explore. Humanity, because you know, by yeah. that's what science fiction Not that should starts, be, and that's where Star Wars, in my opinion, really loses out. Is it never tries to explore? Right. These right. people are different. Let's fucking kill them or right. make a pact with them and then go kill other people. Right. Yeah. When I mean, Jesus, we haven't been in a situation like that since World War fucking two. It's yeah. Almost a hundred years where we need to get on the Star Trek mindset, <laughs> and I, I think that's why. I maybe I would say I think Star Trek is better because. It allows us to, and that's what oh, I like science fiction to do to explore or ourselves. Is it a better idea? The actual products themselves. Like, if you had to pick three properties of Star Wars or yeah. three properties of Star Trek to watch on a deserted island for the rest of your life, what do you So, choosing? it's like a bowl of Lucky Charms. Okay. Like, I don't want to eat just, I don't want to eat just the, uh, the, the cereal bits. Right. I need the marshmallow bits. Yeah. So, that's why I'm going to go back and forth between, if I just watch Star Wars, I'm just getting the marshmallow bits and it's delicious sugary goodness, but there's no food for the soul there. There's nothing to nourish you. Yeah, what about the Rebel Wars? So, the, the TV show. I don't know. Maybe that's good. I've actually it's never seen that. Pretty good. Yeah, I've so tried it a little bit. Maybe, yeah. maybe in that kind of format, Star Wars can actually explore relationships. And right. That's yeah. all Star Trek ever did was explore humanity and relationships and emotions. And you know, you take a character like Data, mm-hmm. and you know his journey to become a, a robot with emotion helps. A real boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Helps people understand themselves better. So. Are you saying he's a 21st century Pinocchio? Yes. Okay. Yes, they made that joke a few times. Did they really? Oh, yes, yeah. Now I feel like that's a knock yeah. on me. Yeah, I feel like that was the the very first thing he, like in the very first episode, Riker meets him and is like, nice to meet you, Pinocchio. And yeah. God so. damn it, that makes me angry. <laughs> I got better jokes than the fucking writing staff of Star Trek, I swear I did. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, anything you want to ask me about Star Trek? I'm just so curious how... Did you watch the movies when you were little? Yes. Okay. But you didn't ever watch... You were never curious to go back and watch the shows? Or? I think I tried the shows. They just yeah. didn't do it for me. And I get that. There's... I mean, I also feel like... When did Next Generation start coming out? Uh, 1987. Next Generation? Yeah. 1987? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. It only ran from 87 to 94. I would have said like 98 to 2005. No. No. By then, like... Deep Space Nine, the second TV show, was even over with by, like, 2000, I think. Jesus. Yeah. No, I don't know why I did it. That seems right up my alley. I got to tell you, during that time period, you know what I was really into? Huh. Sliders, man. Oh, man. Actually, funny. I Sliders was created by... Sliders. He was created by a former uh, Star, Star Trek writer. Right? I could see Yeah, that. Tracy Torme, Mel Torme's son. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Jerry O'Connell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I like Sliders. Dude, I Sliders it. was at one point, I, was God, a fan. I don't know what the fuck happened. I used to have the entire series on DVD. Man, I caught an episode a couple years ago, and uh, I believe my comment was, wow, this, this world is amazing. All the men are wearing skirts and the women are wearing pants. Wonder how long it took them to come up with that idea. <laughs> so, 
Wild and wacky. Wild yeah. and wacky. Uh, yeah, I I never got into any of them after the originals, but those originals stuck with me so much. I was pumped when Abrams came out, but the middle yeah. years, man, I don't know. The ones where you're heavy on, I just did not, nothing about it appealed to I me. I pretty heavily recommend uh, Deep Space Nine because it becomes actually like a serialized overarching story. It's not like just individual episodes of the week. Uh, it becomes about this big, huge war that the Federation gets involved in. And there's a lot of really good... A war? Yeah, uh, it's called the Dominion War. And it's fighting, real fighting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of... And there's lots of discussion about, you know, gray areas of morality. You know, you think of Star Trek as everybody all clean and shiny and right. always doing the right thing. But in wartime, sometimes... So you know, Deep Space Nine, I thought they were like a trading outpost or something. They were like a, a space station that turned out to be on a wormhole, mm-hmm. which connected our part of the galaxy with another huge distant part. And there was a, a civilization on the other side called the Dominion, which, as they might sound like, they conquered everybody and eventually came into conflict with uh, our Federation heroes. I'm such a nerd. This is just really... So was the battle fought like... In the wormhole was like it. No, was they, it constantly for the wormhole? They like invaded. Control the wormhole. Controls the world. Well, partially, yeah, but they invaded our sector of the galaxy. Right. And ooh, did they ever take over Deep Space Nine? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like one whole season cliffhanger, the uh, Starfleet people have to abandon the the outpost. Oh, they don't get taken as slaves. No. No. Oh, that would have no. been good. No, they have to abandon it because they're. So then, what's the choice. next season of? Like, are they just flying around? Oh, they yeah, yeah, and then they retake it. Okay. So, yeah. I got to tell you, it doesn't ship. sound bad. They have a ship that they get to, you know... What's that ship called? Uh, the Defiant. And, and the captain, Captain Sisko. Captain he, uh, Sisko? Yeah, it's actually... Thong uh, song? Yes. Sisko? Yeah. Okay. It's uh, Avery Brooks. Do you ever watch Spencer for Hire? No. Oh, well, you're missing out. Sounds no, like not really. a moonlighting of the <laughs> 1990s. Uh, that sounds good to me, actually. Yeah, the first couple Although seasons does, are a little rough. It but does sound like a knockoff of uh, Battlestar Galactic a little bit. Uh, and people complained about it came out the same time as, um, what's that called? Battlestar Galactic? No, no, Babylon 5. Which, oh, dude, I don't know what the fuck that oh, is. Oh, people swear that. by that show. All right, so uh, hit me up, Battle Babylon 5. Let's I don't know much about it, but it's about people at a space station, and there's, like, conflict, and I, so I understand it's pretty similar. Oh, it's just a ripoff of Deep Space Nine. When they came out, like, basically the exact same time. Okay. So. When Deep Space Nine started, was the Dominion War going on, or no. was that... No. No, that doesn't pick up till like, the fourth or fifth season, So then what the actually. fuck are the first three seasons? Like, At first, five? it was kind of more, like, they found that they do find this wormhole in the very first episode, okay. and so a lot of it is about stuff that happens, you know, because all of a sudden, this wormhole's there, so the entire universe wants to use it right. to, to travel real quick. But then, I think it's, like, by the end of the second season, they find out about the Dominion, mm-hmm. and then by the end of the third season, stuff starts happening. Okay. Worf uh, comes aboard on Worf, season Worf, you old sandbagging son That's of a bitch, right. you. Yeah. All right. Cool. So. Well, we finally got into Star Trek. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I know a little bit more about it now. Maybe I'll get yeah. Deep Space. Is Deep Space Nine on Hulu or something? I want to say it's either Netflix or Hulu, yeah. Maybe I'll have to. How are the characters? Are, I, mean, I, I, I thought they were able to recreate uh, some of the chemistry. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought that there was some really good chemistry. Gonna have to check that out. Absolutely. Takes Any, a while to, you know, a yeah. couple of seasons for everybody to get in a group, but I once gotcha. it does... Yeah. Any last thoughts on Titty Clubs or Star Trek, Paul? I uh, once walked around a strip club with my friend the stripper was carrying around the phaser toy that I had. She Mixing got super excited. Worlds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was running around, and she was wearing like a Starfleet uniform that she stripped off. Oh. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. For Paul, Patrick, I am Van Kelly, guys. Every day I'm different, and thanks for joining us. Live long and prosper. And don't forget to check us out online on Twitter at EDID Podcast. And on Facebook, just search for Every Day I'm Different.